Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Facebook has invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts. Learn more about their ongoing work at about.fb.com safety. Hey everybody, I was thinking about um, an article, well not an article, a response to a, uh, a statement made by former President Barack Obama in regard to uh, the defund the police movement. Um, and what he was saying was that it wasn't, it wasn't a good slogan from what I read, from what I read. He was saying that it wasn't a good slogan because it was a very divisive slogan and it didn't accomplish uh, the goals that that the people may have wanted it to accomplish. And the rebuttal was, you know, um, that he was he was a little bit condescending, not really, not really angry at him, just a difference of opinion, and it was. You know, mature people can have a difference of opinion, but they were basically responding and saying um, it's in regard to uh, the lives that are lost. And that should be the focus. And the title is really, you know, the title or the slogan is really a non-issue when the when the real issue is so great. And I can I can see that viewpoint. I can see and understand that viewpoint, but I can also see the position of uh, former President Barack Obama in saying that the slogan can be divisive and it can it can do more harm than it can do good. Now, when I heard the the slogan "defund the police" in the first place, my my immediate thought was, "What do you what do you mean?" So I wanted to understand and learn more about what that what were, what were they talking about what what would that entail what does that mean and what i found that to mean when i did the research was they were speaking more about defunding the police and funding more social programs that make that style of policing unnecessary and the the best example that i've heard people say in regard to what does that look like they said you can only you can just look at the suburbs in whatever city you live in those cities don't have such a aggressive and uh, numerous police presence in their neighborhoods, and they don't seem to have the high crime. They don't seem to have the issues that some communities have with over policing or police brutality, because they have adequate social issues as well. I mean, excuse me, adequate social outlets. Um, it's it's a fair comparison, I'd say. That's that's what it would look like. That's what the idea would be. You'd have the right people for the right job. You've had mental health professionals to talk to people who may be mentally unstable. Um, but the the knee-jerk response seems to be when you hear defund the police, they just get rid of the police completely and just let crime go <laughs> run amok. That's what people are hearing. And I don't understand why why they would be hearing that or B, why they wouldn't do more research to find out what 
what that actually means, the phrase defund the police. And I saw a meme that, that, that was pretty funny to me. It said that uh, the reason why you don't understand what we mean when we say defund the police is because they defunded your schools instead. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's pretty interesting because that's a yet again another argument when people say, well, you know, what, what, how we can't defund the police. And people are like, well, you've been defunding schools for years, so it shouldn't be such a big issue, especially when they were saying that the the police budget of a lot of major metropolitan cities is more than the military budget of some countries. So um, it's very, very interesting there. But back to the point, the reason why I can understand what uh, former President Barack Obama was saying was in a book I read recently by uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, he was speaking about uh, how he didn't agree with the the black power statement. He didn't agree with that movement, if you will. He didn't agree with not, excuse me. He didn't agree with the name. He agreed with what they were fighting for and their principles and what their desire was black empowerment. But he didn't, he didn't, he didn't agree with the, the black power statement for the same reasons, basically, because it, he felt that it was a divisive term that it alienated a group of people that you need to have working with you. Now, I'll say that in reading, which I've done probably more this year than I have in the last 15, 20 years of my life, I've, I found that every great movement, every great push that, that has been successful has involved a number of people from a number of different backgrounds and different, uh, different viewpoints on the world, but all having the same uh, similar uh, mission and a common goal to have that accomplished. And for me, while I don't have a problem with the statement black power and I don't have a problem with the statement defund the police, I think it's worth, it'd be worth my time as much as it was to find out what does that really mean to find out why those statements would be so divisive. Now, in the case of Dr. King, he went on to elaborate that people people don't understand the nuances in something like black power, what they're really saying. All they hear much, much the same as uh, former president Barack Obama. All they hear is the statement that, that kind of rubs them the wrong way. And it's, it's an, it's an interesting thought to consider those things because they, they had similar, similar viewpoints on that. But I think I think they they went about it uh, very very similar, but in kind of different ways to uh, to push their own point. Whereas Dr. King didn't agree with the the Black Power statement, he also did have things going on in the background that were pushing for those same goals. So he was on those same pages. Now, as I get older and as I read more about former President Barack Obama his his idealism i can applaud because he has a view of what america could be that's that's a fantastic thought and a fantastic vision and a fantastic ideal but i am as i get older and maybe i'm becoming more jaded i don't know i hope not but it seems like putting that picture juxtaposed to what america really is makes it seem like he's a bit of a dream merchant. And I don't mean that 
derogatorily. I don't mean like he's selling wolf tickets or nothing like that. I mean that like what he what he hopes for America to be. I don't I don't know if I can see it happening in our lifetime. However, I I would have never thought I would have seen a black president in my lifetime either. So I'll I'll put those two together. Um it's 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 difficult because in uh reading reading I'm starting to read the the new book by former president Barack Obama Promised Land and he's talking about he talked about Hurricane Katrina and how he didn't believe that the government's response was racist or had any any racist connotations to it and he spoke about the many failings of the the administration in charge at that time and in regard to national uh national uh you know aid being given and national assistance being given for those areas and even in that i kind of i kind of i'm framing my position on uh, former president barack obama based upon that because i can't I don't agree. I do believe that it was racial. I do believe that it had at least a significant portion to do with the fact that a lot of those people in those areas were black and were poor and were minorities. So I'll, I'll say the jury is out on that. I'll leave that as an incomplete thought because it is. I'm still forming it. But I say that to say that it's it's important to consider all sides of any argument because I do believe that we can redirect the funds. Would I say defund the police? I think, I think it calls for a bigger conversation. So in that I could see maybe a broader statement, you know, cause your sound bite is going to lose a lot of people off the gate, black and white. But I imagine the same thing happened with black power. And now with history, with the history to go along with the black power statement, I think it's more understood what was really meant. So it kind of, it doesn't have the same terror associated, but I imagine that when, when they first started saying black power, people thought they were talking about a, a militaristic revolutionary movement coming through America. And it was, it wasn't military, military, it wasn't a military thing. It was more of a, Although I'm pretty sure people were ready to take up arms and ready to fight, but it was more of a of a mind state change to be very intentional about what they wanted specifically and the goals that they had along the way to get there. I think it'll be the same with the defund the police movement. I think they'll they'll become more succinct and really itemize the things that they want to have accomplished. And not just make it just, you know, a statement that people can kind of misconstrue. And I, I, I just, you know, it's, it's very interesting when you inform yourself and even, even getting older and, and having a little bit more world knowledge, it just becomes interesting what you, what you form your opinions to be. So I, I don't. I don't say I 100% agree with former President Barack Obama's position that, you know, I think people should, I think the onus is not on the people who make the statement so much. 
I think the onus is on the people who hear the statement. You have to get an understanding. And I think at that point that the people who made the statement could be, you know, more accommodating to say, if you ask the question, we'll give you we'll give you the explanation of what we actually mean. So you don't have to run with just the thought in your head of, you know, this is what he could possibly mean. So it's um, it's very interesting how history repeats itself because, you know, it's a it's a cyclical thing. But I, I don't think that I think it was a kind of bit I think it was a bit unfair for people to kind of make it seem like by Barack Obama speaking about the uh, the slogan that he was somehow minimizing the lives that were impacted by police brutality. I don't think that was I don't think that was fair because I don't necessarily believe that he was saying that just like, you know, I don't believe that Dr. King would would be minimalizing the efforts of the black power movement or the reason for its inception in the first place. So a lot of different thoughts, but I think you have to you have to as you grow up, you have to be willing to objectively look at all sides of the argument, even if it seems on the surface to be inflammatory or if it seems, you know, scary or it seems like more political rhetoric. You have to examine what what the people are actually saying and what they hope to have accomplished. And then, moreover, you have to decide what will you do to support your position or support the cause or what's what's your what's your role in 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 action after hearing that. So those are just my thoughts on, um, you know, on, on those two positions. So, all right. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety.